Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1337, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, if you want to send an audio question in, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask, or you can call 61 61- I love OHD. Remember, I'm also taking email questions. You can send those in to health at oldpodcast.com or if you're listening on Spotify, you can send in a question directly from that platform. Now, if you're wondering about me and my background and my credentials and why I call myself Dr. Neil, definitely check out one of the earlier Friday Q&A episodes from this month. That's where I go into all of those details. All I will say for now about these Q&As is that I want to be able to tell you the truth. That's what these Q&As are all about. I wanna be able to talk about the truth behind some of the myths that you've probably heard about. So if you have a question and are wondering, hey, is this a myth or is this reality? I'm sure you've got questions like those. Definitely send one in. All right, with that, let's finally get to today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came via email. Wesley from Madison, Wisconsin writes, Hi, Dr. Neil. So, I have this problem with working out. I really do not enjoy going to the gym or doing gym-like activities at home. Dumbbells, mountain climbers, ew. But what I really enjoy is doing things like long walks, roller skating, biking, and most anything that doesn't demand staying in one place, working on one muscle group at a time. And I'll say I'm not the most fit and a bit pudgy, but I'm just wondering how these different styles of exercises compare. And what are your thoughts on just doing these outdoor, mostly, cardio activities? Is there anything to think about adding to them to get more out of them? 
Thanks. Hope you're doing well and much love from Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for your question, Wesley, and for listening from Madison. Your feelings about gym-like activities are very common. What I appreciate about this question is that there are probably lots of folks that listen to this podcast and are tired of hearing me talk about sets and reps, squats and deadlifts and bicep curls. While all of these exercises are great, they may not fit within a person's goals or their likes and dislikes. The most important thing is to stay consistent with your activity. Some movement is better than no movement. That's my stance. So in your case, Wesley, if staying consistent means going outside and going for long walks, roller skating, and bicycling, then that's fantastic. If you perform these activities consistently, you're already ahead of the game, meaning your heart and lungs are probably in pretty good shape. Now, you asked if there's anything you can add to these movements to get more out of them. Yes, absolutely. During your long walks, you can stop every two minutes and perform 50 mountain climbers. I'm kidding. In all seriousness though, there is something you can do that will actually serve as a double whammy. It will make your heart and lungs even stronger and possibly help with the pudginess you described. And there's no special equipment or gym needed. Sounds too good to be true? Well, it actually isn't. Here's the trick. Increase the intensity. Here's how it would work. When you're on your long walk, instead of walking at the same speed the entire time, every so often, pick up the pace. Picture this with me. You're on one of your long walks, enjoying the sights, smells, and sounds of nature. You've been walking at your usual pace for about 10 minutes. Now, for the next 20 to 30 seconds, walk faster than you normally would. Walk faster than your current pace. Now, once these 20 or 30 seconds are up, go back to walking at your normal pace. Then, after say another 10 minutes of walking at this normal pace, walk fast for another 20 to 30 seconds. Then, walk at your normal pace again. Repeat this pattern until you arrive back home. You can apply this same pattern to roller skating and bicycling too. Roller skate or bicycle at your normal pace, but throw in 20 to 30 seconds or longer if you'd like, where you skate or pedal as fast as you can. By doing this, you are forcing your body, your heart, your lungs, and your muscles to adapt to this higher intensity. This is a very good thing. We don't want our heart, lungs, and muscles to get used to our workouts. We want to force them to adapt. By increasing the intensity, you're making them stronger and more efficient at the same time. Researchers have repeatedly found that incorporating these bouts of higher intensity activity will also help you burn more calories during, and yes, even after the activity session. This is what scientists call excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. You may have seen this term abbreviated as EPOC or EPOC. Basically, this fancy sounding term means that after performing higher intensity activities, we can end up burning more calories even after our activity has ended. Pretty amazing. I'm all about helping others maximize their potential. So, before I conclude, I will just plant this seed. If and when you're ready and you want to move on to other exercises that may help improve your bone density and increase your muscle mass even further, 
Come on back and we'll talk about some of those gym type exercises. In the meantime, keep up the great work. Thank you again so much for the question, Wesley. And if you want your question answered right here on the show, send one in. You can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want your voice heard on the show, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love OHD. All right, that'll do it for another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for taking the time to send in your questions. I hope you have a wonderful start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.